0: And we are going to be, we're going to start off, we're going to be in a lot of places this morning. Hopefully everybody's here. You know, worries and trials will get you everywhere but here. Uh, your mind right now, what's your mind thinking of? Uh, it's hard to gather your thoughts. Uh, but if you don't learn that, this is your, our first step we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, if you don't learn to do that, then the Bible says a, du- a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, all his ways. Uh, so it's going to carry over to every area and every aspect of your life. Second Timothy chapter 2. God didn't create us to, to be... Uh, a lower form of life, amen? He created us in his image. And even those who have handicaps in this life and so forth, what did the disciples ask the Lord? He said, who who did sin, this man or his parents? And Jesus said, neither. But that the Lord may receive the glory from this man's life. And God was able to use that person and heal him and raise him up. And God received the glory. And it shows us that a life that is not giving God the glory is worse, is worse than uh, being completely crippled in a bed and being um, dead. The Bible says, he that liveth in pleasure shall be dead as long as he liveth. And it's up to us to choose this day whom we're going to serve Choose every day whom we're going to serve. 2 Timothy chapter 2, if you, uh, when you find it, if you would, stand with me if you don't have a Bible today. Uh, we use the King James only here in this church. Uh, we, if you don't have a King James Bible, you can, there's one in the pew. You can use 2 Timothy chapter 2. And let's look in verse 24. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24, And the servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men. We could stop right there. Uh, Hey, men, listen, to be gentle is a manly thing. Uh, To be gentle to others. Uh, Words with wisdom goes further than any strife that you can create in your own words and actions. The pen is mightier than the sword, for sure. But a godly spirit with the Spirit of God behind you, you'll get the job done. In your home, your family, at work, and so forth. As you learn to let the Lord fight your battles. But be gentle to all men, apt to teach. That means ready to teach. Ready. Ready to instruct. Uh, parents, not handing your kids an eye, a tablet to let them go away. Be ready to, to uh, be there for them and, and, and uh, bearing with them, being a parent. Uh, having patience. Patience is a virtue. We need, all need patience. There's only one way to obtain patience, and that's go through trials. You're going to go through it either way, but going through it the right way, is gonna, you're going to receive patience. Going through it with the Lord. You say, I, well, I've been through a lot of trials. I must have a lot of patience. No, you've got to go through it right. Amen. If you're sitting in traffic like this, I've got to go to work, I've got to go to work. You don't got patience. If you're sitting in traffic, you know what? The Lord has me here for a reason. Let me open my Bible up. Let me think about the Lord. Let me calm myself down. Now, there you go. Now you're getting some patience, amen? Either way, you're stuck in traffic. <laughs> We're going to focus on 25 here. In meekness, instructing those that oppose who? Themselves instructing those who oppose themselves. That means you, that means this person, that means me, to myself is my own enemy. If God perventure, that means perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, verse 26, and that they may recover themselves, that they may recover themselves, that they may recover themselves not the person who's instructing, but the person who is being instructed may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by the devil at the devil's will. That means there's lives that um, who, who you are your worst enemy and the devil comes and whatever the devil wants to do with your life, he takes you and he will do whatsoever he wants to do with you. When God comes to you, God cannot do whatsoever he wants to do with you because of our pride, because we're unavailable to God. Being unavailable to God means being available to the devil, being available to the world, being available to everything else who wants to destroy our lives. We only have one who died for us. We only have one who fights for us, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. If we are not available to him, Uh, then we are unavailable to him and we are available to everything else, every other enemy. We have broken the hedge. We're outside the hedge. And he that breaketh the hedge, the serpent shall surely bite him, the Bible says. Lord in heaven, help us to see the enemies, Lord, that are about us. I pray, O God, as we look into the precious book, Lord, may you restore our soul. May you fill our soul, Lord, with wisdom and understanding. Father, in this place, dwelleth no good thing. We are all sinners. We're all just dust. But Lord... If it be in this place that you are here, then you are the only great thing in here, Lord. You are our Savior, our strength. Lord, you are the, our shepherd. You are our healer. You are the great physician. We look to you, Lord, as sinners saved by grace. We look to our Savior. Please help us, O Lord. Guide and direct us. I pray for strength today, Lord, for the men. Give us a backbone. Lord, in this wicked world, give us grace, Lord. Lord, I pray for the women in here. Father, the, the, the world has destroyed who a woman is, Lord, and has destroyed the family, destroyed the home, destroyed everything, Lord, that you, good you've created, and it's called it an evil, and, and what evil is, they've called it good, but Lord, I pray you help our women, I pray you help our families, help our kids, bless us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. you may be seated. Uh, here we have our first enemy, I want to talk, talk about today, enemies. Uh, enemies. Number one, our first enemy is ourself. But that's an enemy that is never going to go away until the day you get to heaven. First of all, you've got to acknowledge that in your flesh dwelt no good thing. Uh, when you go to God, God is not saying, oh, wow, you're such an amazing person. Uh, you are such uh, talented and you know what? I want to use that. Uh, no. Uh, when we go to God, we must go to God believing who he is, uh, believing who, how great God is, believing how holy God is, uh, believing how merciful God is, believing how forgiving God is, uh, and that not we ourselves. We are his people in the, and the sheep of his pasture. We must believe who God is, not ourselves. In my flesh, the Bible says, dwelleth no good thing. Everything about me, everything within me, is evil and wicked. We can point out each other's flaws and, and so forth, and the devil does that for us, if you don't, and the devil does a good job, and he doesn't stop. The Bible says day and night he's before the throne of God accusing uh, the brethren. He is the accuser, I I. Uh, Firmly believe that, listen, if you are accusing anybody, especially husbands and wives, don't ever point the finger at your spouse. You are the devil in that moment, amen? Uh, Don't ever point the finger at each other. You're in it together. You build each other up. The devil points the finger. And if you start pointing the finger with the devil, then who, who will build up one another if you don't? If I don't help my brother, then who will help him when God has put me there to help him? If I bring him down, then who will bring him up if if I'm the one who is to bring him up? And surely God has placed in our lives people uh, and and, uh, instructors and authority in our lives to help us. As the Bible says in verse 25, in meekness instructing those. Who is the instructor here? Is it God? No, it is who God has placed in your life. Sometimes it's children that instruct us. Did you know that? The Bible says that they will speak with the enemies at the gate. Uh, that God has chosen the baser things to confound the wise. Why? Because when I'm dealing with my, myself as an enemy, it is hard for me to listen to anybody. Uh, if, when I'm dealing with myself, uh, my pride is at its peak. My stubbornness is at its peak. Um, my re- rebellious spirit is at its peak. I know... What I need to do, and I know what's right, but I don't want to, and I don't find the strength to do it. And he's ever, Anybody ever been there? Amen? Uh, when you get in that slump, uh, when you uh, know God has sent someone to get you up, but you don't want it, you don't want the help. Uh, like Jacob, the Bible says, when he believed he lost Joseph, the Bible says he refused to be comforted. He didn't care who, who was coming to him. He refused it all. Uh, God himself tries to come, and we refuse God. We refuse the right way. We refuse the words of God. We don't allow the word of God. Even right now, you may be struggling with something, and you know what you need to do to turn yourself around, but you don't find the will or the power or the strength to do it. What can you do in that situation? Your own enemy is yourself. Here we have... In meekness, instructing those. God does send instructors. Whether, no matter who it is, remember, I remember the, uh, the angels of God. After the Lord fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the angels came and ministered to God. Amen. Ministered to him. Uh, they are his ministers. They're, they're the ones who praise uh, the Lord day and night in heaven. Uh, holy, holy, holy. Amen. They sing praises to God, they, they uh, 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 magnify the Lord in heaven. But God created it them to be so, and God created us to be so as well, amen, and you will find your sole purpose when your life praises the Lord, Uh, you will be empty when you find your life not praising the Lord, God has built us, but God has built us with a free choice, and he wants us to choose this day whom we're going to serve, he wants us to choose who we're going to praise today, am I going to allow my life today to praise myself uh, in Acts, we find Herod, King Herod, amen. He gave not the glory. If you're in the Acts class, who ate King Herod? Worms. The worms did. The Bible says that King Herod, he heard the call of the people, he heard the praise of the people. Oh, he was lifted up so high. And uh, he gave not God the glory. They said his voice is like the voice of God. And the angel came and struck him dead. And he fell down and he was eaten by worms, the Bible says, in that very hour. He said, that is a terrible thing. It is more terrible to live longer and allow the worms to eat you uh, through the rest of your life and dealing with the same old sins and dealing with the same old problems and dealing with the same old struggles. God hath delivered us from that. When He saved us, He saved us so that we may live, not die. He saved us that we may live for Him not for ourselves. He saved us from that. We are our own enemy. And the Bible says that they may recover themselves. See, if you are, and you know sometimes, when you, yourself is your own enemy, you are your own enemy. My my English was off there. Uh, When you are your own enemy and you know it, and you're striving against yourself, you need to allow the Lord to build you up. You need to allow the Lord to comfort. You need to allow the Lord to rebuke you. You need to allow the Lord to uh, uh, deal with your heart and be willing to turn to the Lord. God sends people sometimes. There's people who came, I met him on the street, and they said, well, I remember one time, uh, he, he, he just outright rebuked me. He didn't even know who I was. And man, he tore me apart. And I was so angry, I wanted to bite him. I like, eh. you know? How, why would he say that to me?" But I walked away and I said, "That guy was right. That guy was right." That guy was right. God sends his ministering spirits. God sends his ministering servants, and God will even use the children sometimes. And I have so many stories, the times when I thought I was right. But it was me, myself, that was the enemy that was opposing God and opposing God's way. An enemy is not one who stops you from living. An enemy is one who stops you from living for Christ. An enemy is one who stops you from growing in the Lord. An enemy is one who stops you in your very track, And the will of God for your life, will stop you. For a life that is not lived for Christ is not life at all. We must strive to live for God. The Bible says that they may recover themselves. That means you're going to have one giving instruction, and that means you yourself have to be able to receive it. There's a problem here. You have to be able to grow first. You have to be able to learn how to receive instruction. The Bible says the fool heareth not rebuke. If there's foolishness in your life, Certainly you've not obtained past the first step. You gotta allow the word of God to enter into your heart. You gotta believe that this word of God is pure, 100% perfect, preserved, flawless, without error that this is the very word of God that came from heaven, the written word of God, amen, and that he promised to preserve every single letter, every single uh, part of a letter, and every single word, the Bible says. Uh, This was not a written book. This was a given book, and the word of God came unto Jeremiah, and the word of God came unto Isaiah, and the word of God came unto Ezekiel, amen. From the scriptures, it was forever settled in heaven, the Bible says. This is the very word of God, and you have to believe that. That's got to be your foundation. If you don't get the foundational things, uh, then you'll never grow. You'll continue to deal with that cycle of uh, mishaps and that cycle of sin and that cycle of slumps in your life, and you'll never grow uh, how God intended you to grow. God's not saved you to be in a slump your whole life. God saved you to live, and living for God is one of the greatest joys that we can have, and the true joy that we can have in this life. That they may recover themselves. You start pointing the finger at others. This is why I'm like this. It's my wife's fault. It's the pastor's fault. It's their fault. No. It's your fault. That they may recover themselves. That they may recover themselves. That you may recover yourself. You have to do it for yourself. In this situation, you are your enemy, and it is you that has to learn how to deal with yourself if you're going to conquer this first enemy here. I see it all the time. People get saved. God uh, blesses them. They start growing. And then old things start coming back in the scene. And then they fall back into their old ways and they do this big old 360 back around. Pastor, I'm coming back to church. Praise God. Come on back. And they start growing again and they they get back off track and they come back around. They are their own enemy. If you are tired of this enemy, then be tired of it. It's never going to go away but you have to learn who you are and how to deal with yourself. Don't act as if it's going to go away. Men, women, listen, we struggle with things. Maybe that nobody else knows about. God knows about it, right? Yeah. Deal with it. Don't act it's gonna go, if it's going to go away well, on its own. No. Learn to deal with who you are. For the honor and glory of Christ. Enemy number two. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Chapter 28. I'm picking out three enemies this morning in our lives. (coughs) Enemy number two, I'm going to call them the locusts. These points don't spell a word. They don't all begin with the same letter. I like when that happens, but this time it didn't happen. (laughs) There's no significance. First one is yourself. Second one is locusts. Deuteronomy 28. Here we have in Deuteronomy 28, the whole chapter, it's blessings or cursings. And God says, you choose. It's very plain and simple. Let's read the first eight verses. And it shall come to pass, read along with me, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, if you hearken to the uh, voice of the Lord thy God, that means the word of God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. That means you're going to be overwhelmed with the blessings of God. God just doesn't say, hey, uh, oh, you're hungry? Let me give you this cracker. Now, God feeds his people. When he rained manna down from heaven, it was spread out all across the land. And they had more than enough. In fact, too much. And God says, just take what you need. It's all there, though. Take what you need, though. Because you can only eat what you can eat. But I want more, that's our problem. God's in a catch-22 here. He gives us too much, we're spoiled. He gives us too less, and we're running off stealing. What's he supposed to do? He tries to give us just what we need. With our greedy hearts, we want more and more and more and think we need more and more and more. That's what the Bible says. Godliness with contentment is the greatest gain. And when you can be content with what you have and living right with the Lord, you will have a good life. And now you're able to receive God's blessing. Let's keep moving. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That's the word of God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt thou. Uh, Be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. Remember Psalm 23. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. An enemy is one who stops you from living the life that is worth living for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not your hopes and dreams, no. It's the will of God on you. Everything that we can create and come up with is going to be empty and vanity. But a life that God has designed you for, only God can give you, that's the life that we need to live. The Lord shall cause on enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. God says, let there be light, and there was light. God says, let it be so, and it was so. Whatever God commands it, it is. All God has to do is open his mouth for your behalf, and it shall be done. Amen. And in all that thou settest on hand unto, look at that word, and In all that thou settest thine hand unto, you say, "Oh, I got to do God. If I live for God, all I got to, all I do is go to church and read my Bible, and it's a boring life." That's the devil telling you that. Yeah, that's right. God made outer space. Amen. God made everything. We are not in control. God is in control. That's right. Amen. And in all, and in all, and in all that thou settest on hand them I try to challenge people, hey, why don't you start a business? I can't do it. Amen. Well, with God, you can. Well, cut yourself short. Well, I'm not designed for that. Well, maybe, maybe God has something else for you. And in awe, God says, be fruitful. God wants his children to be fruitful. What's the alternative? Being fruitful or staying home watching TV? Oh, God wants me to stay home watch TV all day because that's more spiritual. No, there's not. God says, go out there, be fruitful, and be a light. Let the Lord lift you up. And others will say, man... I wish I could be like you. You have so much. And you say, no, no, no. It is God who has been good to me, and he has blessed me. He has taken me from the sheepfold and has lifted me up, exalted me above my fellows. It is God who has been good. And in all, underline that, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee like the girl saying, this is not my home. Amen? I'm not an American, I'm, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a pilgrim in America now, I'm a stranger. I'm passing through. When I got born again, my citizenship, poof, gone, the old man is dead. Right. Now my home is in heaven. Amen. And I venture through this land. If God calls me to a country somewhere, That's where I'm at. God has called me here. I'm born and raised in Philadelphia, you know. But God has called me here. This is where I'm working. This is where I'm winning. This is where I'm living. God hath designed blessings for you. If. There's an if there. Let's jump down to 14. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. That's our problem. We start venturing out and digging into stuff. We need to change our, this one question. A lot of us challenge the ways of God and say, well, it's not wrong, is it? Is, it, is, it, is this wrong to do? This is what we've got to ask ourselves. Not if it's wrong. Is it right? Is it right? Because we can justify. Every man justifies his own way. Every man is right in their own eyes, but the Lord wait the spirits. If, we, if you're a person who asks yourself, is this wrong? Then you are already trying to figure out how you can do it and that it's okay to do. And you will find the sources to do it. Why? Because you don't believe it's wrong. If you're questioning if it's wrong, then you don't believe it's wrong. we got to ask if it's right. Question if it's right. we got to pursue if it's right. You say, if it's not right, it's not right. Don't ask if it's wrong. Ask if it's right. Change that question. Change it around. What's the difference? The difference is your spirit behind it. You're looking ways to do sin uh, when we should be looking for ways to do right. But God will send the low, Let's go uh, down to 15. We're going to change here. Blessings, verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and the statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Notice the first 15, uh, 14 verses are all blessings. And from 15 all the way to 68 is cursings. You tell me which life you want to live. All you need is God to say, you're blessed. God is withholding all those other verses from you, like a big old wall, like when the children of Israel pass through the Red Sea and the walls of water are on the right and left. But we look and say, oh yeah, I wonder what's inside that, that water. What do you mean? That's the same water that's about to kill Pharaoh and his armies. It's not appointed to you. But if you want to go head at it, go ahead. Stop playing with the life that God delivered you from and start living for for God with the life that he saved you to live. A blessed life is only in that life. A cursed life. And notice in the first 14 verses, he says, I'm going to bless your kids. He'll bless them to the fourth generation. Some of us are running off the blessings of grandmothers from four generations ago. But that generation is about to run out. And we need new men and women to stand up for God so that your children could be blessed for your children's children and their children's children. Sixteen, cursed shalt thou be in the city. Seventeen, cursed shall be thy basket in thy store. Eighteen, cursed shall be the fruit of the body, thy body, that's your kids. Nineteen, cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in. Twenty, the Lord shall send upon thee cursing. 21, pestilence. And all the way down to verse 28. The locust. The locusts become an enemy. What's a locust? The locusts are the ones who come, an enemy, who come and try to eat up that which is good, that, the fruit of your life that you're going to have to deal with. You're going to have to keep yourself from The blessings of God are good. The Bible says the blessings of God are rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. When we chase after things in this life, it comes with sorrow. You work yourself to death, you have to leave your family and your kids to do it. And in the end, what do you have? Nothing. It comes with sorrow. You say, is it wrong to work then? No, working is right, working is good when it's done in the name of the Lord with the blessings of the Lord. Let's look at verse 38. Thou shalt carry much seed into the field and shalt gather but little in for the locusts shall consume it. These locusts here, all the seed, all everything you sow, everything you plant, in your life, the locusts come up and they wait for it to grow. And when it grows, they come and they eat it up. They come and get it. Listen, we, we need God's hand of blessing on us to protect us from that which it wants to eat the good things. The seed that is sown, it will grow. You say, well, I'm good. God has blessed me. Don't stop there. You might have conquered your first enemy. You might have gotten on track well and and are going for God, but there's another enemy about you that wants to consume all that is good that God has given you. You must protect it. Protect protect your own. Protect what God has given you in store. Protect uh, the blessings of God in your life. A family is a blessing. got to protect your family. Protect your home. A spouse is a blessing. If you're married today, don't seek to be unmarried. Work it out. You reap what you sow. Love your spouse. You can't love your spouse, you surely can't love God. Love, foundation of the home, foundation of the Christian life. Love, true love. True love worketh no ill. True love thinketh no will. It doesn't think evil of one another. True love looks out for the potential of each other. True love sees when one another's falling, not to accuse, but to help each other up. I'm going to help my spouse right now. I'm going to help my brother. I'm going to help my sister in Christ. You know, they, they were a little mouthy to me last Sunday. They must have been going through something. You overlook and see something different. You see that they're struggling not that they were against you. Let me help them, that I can restore them. The locusts. We need protection from these locusts. Locusts are an enemy that wants to devour the good things. God says, listen, you walk with me, I can bless you, I'm going to protect you from these locusts. All that is good, I won't allow it to be consumed. But when we get our eyes off God, those locusts come right in. You say, I'm good, I can, I can play with sin for a little bit because God has set me up well. Well, thou fool, this day thy soul shall be required of thee. You can lose all that you have like this. All the blessings of God, just as he commanded it, he can take it back. Say, so how we take it back? Oh, look at the lives around us. Look at the people that are hurting and broken. You say, that will never be me. That's the problem. You must acknowledge that we are our own enemy and that we need God to keep us. And if all the blessings of God can only come from God, all that is good comes from God. And we need the Lord to help us, preserve us, and keep us. The third enemy I want to talk about this morning. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. These are three enemies that I've pointed out in my own life. The third one is discouragement, discouragement. You say, I'm good, I'm walking with the Lord. God has blessed me and I, I'm thankful. Uh, I, I pray that God protects all that he has and I'm, I'm being diligent and, and, and maintaining it and giving to the Lord and walking with the Lord and I'm, I'm looking after my family and I'm looking after uh, my work that God has given me and God, I'm doing well. Third one, discouragement. Discouragement sets in. These are enemies that you cannot avoid. But these are enemies that you have to learn to deal with and cope with. The third one is discouragement. I want to focus here the first one in 1 Samuel chapter 30. This is a more popular uh, verse here. If if you uh, read your Bible and you know about David. David is surely uh, one who has learned discouragement, how to overcome discouragement. Uh, times where his own family was against him, and times where his uh, he was running for his life, but he never stopped keeping his eyes off the Lord. There was a time where he fell into grave sin, but God was merciful. Amen. It shows us that God, His mercy never runs out, but is new every morning. For great is Thy faithfulness, the Bible says. In the book of Lamentations, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, the Bible says, and we're going to close, and David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But notice this here, but David encouraged who? Himself. Himself. There's going to be times, listen, you got to deliver yourself out of the snare of the devil. This is something that you have to learn to do. As a Christian man, as a Christian woman, as as a husband, as a wife, you have to learn that these enemies are not going to go away. How are you going to deal with them? Are you going to let them have the uh, victory in your life time and time again? Or are you going to learn that they're going to be there? And through Christ, I shall have the victory. David encouraged himself. That means everyone was against him. There was nobody around uh, that would build him up. So he took the initiative upon himself as a man of God. Listen, as a woman of God, as a person of God, that you're going to build yourself up in the Lord. When your thoughts are off, you're going to build yourself up in Christ. When when you're thinking bad towards somebody, you're going to build your mind up in Christ. You're going to start thinking uh, of the good things that God has done for you. You're going to start, when you see the bills piling up, you're going to start thinking how much God has provided for you before and that he will provide again. Amen? When things are going against you, you are going to set yourself and stand and build yourself up in the Lord. Else you're going to get discouraged. Discouragement sets in. Discouragement will never leave you. Discouragement is one of the greatest enemies... Of all of us. It doesn't matter how strong of a person you are. It doesn't matter how blessed you are. If you get discouraged, that'll set you right on your couch and you can't move. That'll shoot you down. Discouragement. How can you deal with discouragement? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 41. We're going to close. Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 6. The Bible says, They helped everyone, his neighbor, and everyone said to his brother, Be of good courage. So the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith, and he that Uh, smoothed with the hammer, him that smote the anvil, saying, it is ready for the soldering. And he fastened it with nails, that it should not be moved. They're encouraging each other. But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, thou art my servant. I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Verse 10, fear thou not. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. With his righteousness. That means gets us back on the path of living right, doing right. If you don't, listen, if you're in here today and you don't want to live right, you don't want to get out of your sin, you're a goner. You're a goner. The devil's got you. If you don't want to rise up out of your sin right now, you, the God has lost his grip on you and you are in the hands of the devil. Now, we all struggle with things, but the difference is either you're going to listen or you're not. Either you're going to have God's blessings or you're not. That's the only difference. And you have to choose this. You say, well, nobody knows what I do. Nobody knows what you do. I can't bless you. This has to be between you and God. Yeah, but I deceived everybody. Everybody thinks I'm living right. No. God is the one who blesses. And God is the one who can take them away. What we need, listen to me, what we need is God just to look down on us and say, hey, are you ready to hand your life over to me? Yes, Lord, I'm ready. Are you ready to give me your heart? Yes, Lord, I'm ready. Are you ready for me to help you get out of your sin? Sometimes it, don't take, it takes more than a day or two, amen? It's not overnight sometimes. Yes, Lord, I'm ready. But the first thing is a turning of the heart to God and acknowledging that my way is wrong before Almighty God, that my sin is between me and God alone, and that my heart is now turning to God, the one who stands for me, the one who uh, died on the cross for my sins according to the Scriptures, was buried according to the Scriptures, and rose again according to the Scriptures. And he is the only one worth living for, and he is the one who is my righteous judge of all the earth, and he is the one who I give my heart and soul to. God, I am ready. I am ready to give myself to you. No longer it belongs to the world. No longer it belongs to myself. No longer it belongs to the devil. I'm giving it in your hands. And he said, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. If you are here today and you don't want to walk with God, I'm sorry, there's not much we could do. There's not much anybody can do. You are stuck with the consequences of that heart. But if you are here today and you are in sin and you want to turn from your sin to the Lord, to God, God will say, as far as the east is from the west, I will remove all your sin. I will take your sin and remember it no more. I will forgive your sin and I will forgive it and I'm going to bless your life. And I will make your life like a testimony. A testimony of honor fit for the master's use, and I will take you in your life and use you for my honor and glory. The difference is a heart, a heart that either turns to God or keeps it for themselves. We must turn to God. the Bible says, "Turn to God, turn to God and allow him to have you, allow Him to keep you. Romans 12:1 says, "To offer yourself a living sacrifice. Holy, you know what holy means? Holy means holy. Holy. How can we be holy when we're not holy? For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. You keep your heart there. Lord, I'm my own enemy. I'm sorry. Forgive me for my sin. Let me make some changes in my life to live right, amen. God's got it from there. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He'll take your commitments and he'll make them reality. I'm scared to commit to the Lord because I might not fulfill those commitments. You commit and you allow the Lord to do the rest. I will uphold thee with my righteousness. There's times we get discouraged It happens. And it's a low time in our life, right? When we get discouraged. But let me say this. You don't have to live that defeat. If you're here today and you're discouraged, you want to give up. It happens to me. Sometimes I'm up on stage. Like I don't I'm just gonna go home. You say, Well, you can't, you're the pastor. Yeah. Sometimes we want to give up as parents too, right? And you can't because you're the mom. And you can't because you're the dad. And you can't because you're the spouse. You want to give up in marriage. You get scourged at work and you can't because you need to pay the bills. We don't have to live with the scourgement. We have someone greater that saved us so that we may live. Will you allow the devil right now to make you think that you have to settle for less? When God said, I want to take you and bless you. If you just follow me, if you just listen to my words, I will bless you, your home, your family, your kids, your work, that which you have saved. Without God, let me say this, those locusts come. Well, I got plenty of money, yeah. You got a flat tire to work, your washing machine breaks down, your fridge goes, your roof leaks. Those locusts come in quick. And you say, where'd all my money go? I don't got nothing now. Yeah. Choose ye this day. God wants to protect you. He loves you. Would you allow the Lord to help us deal with our own enemies? ourself, all those who are trying to steal God's blessing, hurt our families, and from our own discouragement. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in this hour asking for grace and help in this time of need. Lord, dealing with the enemy of ourself, dealing with the enemy, Lord, around us, and dealing with surely giving up. I pray, oh God, that you would Grip our hearts up right now. I see in this room, Lord, such strong men, such strong women that have hearts for you. Some struggling with things right now, some struggling to give up, some dealing with personal things that are taking them away from you. Lord, I pray for them, no? And I pray for myself. We're just people. And we need you, Lord. You are our Savior. I ask you, Lord, for wisdom and grace upon all of us to live the way you want us to. Give us grace, Lord, as the sin abounds around us. Give us grace to live, Lord, and walk how you want us to walk. Strengthen our lives, strengthen our homes, strengthen ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you all stand with me, this is a time of decision now if God spoke to your heart and you would want the Lord to do something great in your life, would you come down and pray? Maybe maybe you're here today and you're dealing with some of these enemies I spoke about. But be not deceived, you know. If not an enemy now that you're facing, you'll have an enemy tomorrow. These enemies don't go away. You just got to learn how to deal with them. You want to come down and pray? Pray with your spouse. Maybe you got sin beating out your door. Say, Lord, I'm going to be dealing with sin the rest of my life. But you conquered it on the cross. Give me Grace. Help me to be the man you want me to be. Help me to be the woman you want me to be. Maybe you're here today and you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Let me ask you this. If you were to die right now, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? If you're not, the Lord wants you to defeat that first enemy. He defeated that enemy for you on a cross called death. He says, Though you were dead, yet shall you live. For he that believeth in Christ shall never die, shall never see death. For the Lord Jesus Christ is the resurrection and life. Maybe you're here and you're not sure if you're saved. Would you talk to me about it before you leave today? God has blessed us with a lot. Would you open the door to the locust? Come on in. Have my life. They'll consume it all. You need the protection of God. You pray for it. Lord, protect my kids. Protect my family. Protect my work. Protect that which you've given me. For riches surely don't endure, and the devil will seek after the precious riches. Let's sing that hymn, my life is yours to control. My life is yours to control. 507, sing it out with me. 507, my life is yours to control. From the heart, dedicate your life to God. With my whole heart I humbly seek you. Now use my life, O Lord. I Let it be a prayer. Pray to the Lord. I yield my stubborn will completely. May your commandments light my way. My life is yours, Lord. My life, Lord, is yours to control. I give you my heart. I give you my heart. I'll seek your will i'll seek your will never mine. rich treasures to find lord give me wisdom give wisdom to choices i make along every path that i take so when i complete life's race well done you your word has promised me, your word has promised me the victory, and all I need to do is claim your strength to soar with wings as eagles, to walk, to run, and not to fail. my soul. I'll seek your will, never mind. Rich treasures to find. Lord, give me wisdom. Give wisdom to choices I make along every path that I take. So Father in heaven lord we thank you father for upholding us lord protecting us and help us to realize lord that your ways are good and when we do stray from you lord it takes some discipline it takes uh, an opening of our eyes to see lord that it was your hand all along that protected us it wasn't our strength it wasn't our success it wasn't us lord i pray lord you'll be with us father in this life in this world and Help us live for you. We give you our hearts. We give you our soul. We give you our mind. I pray, Lord, you'll protect us from the snares of the devil. And, Lord, when we find our strength failing, help us to trust in you and encourage ourselves in the Lord. Bless this Sunday, Lord. We dedicate it to you. Bless all the men and women here. Bless the children as well. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. amen. God bless you. I'll be praying for you throughout the week. God bless you.